And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Now they give it to Green. Green stutter step. He's through. First down, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40. Run, William, run. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. In the backfield, two receivers left, one right. Mayfield back to pass. Lux going towards the end zone, and it's caught by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Touchdown! He got it! He got it! The rookie from Michigan got it with 11 seconds left to go! Pumping once, now throwing long down the left side. Slaughter has it! He's going in for a touchdown! The problem won the game! hey ho and what do you know welcome everybody to another edition of the top dogs episode 10 we made it to 10 episodes jack how are you feeling about that like what the heck and you guys are actually listening still i think uh hold on i'm pulling up right now We've reached over 400 plays before our 10th episode. What the F are you guys thinking? Why are you listening to us? We're just two guys bullshitting about life in the Browns. Jesus. <laughs> what did we do to earn your respect? I guess we have a catchy name and everything. Um, but anyways, welcome to the Top Dogs. I am one half of the Top Dogs, Alex Hale. Joined as always by my co-host, Jack McCurry. Jack, how are you, buddy? We missed you. I'm good, man. How are you? I've had a very interesting week. Uh, I know from from one <laughs> being basically okay. So hold on, let me get their Twitter right. I know they listen, and I, I at least want to give them credit because they're doing something really good. And they just randomly invited us, and I, I, I we're gonna try. So funny enough, I, I want to make this very clear. I had no idea there was a tailgate by the name of Top Dog at all. I had no idea. Jack, you know the backstory of the name. I just had it in my head, watching Top Gun, thinking of feeling dangerous. I was like, oh, shit. So we got a DM from Top Dog Tailgate at W, so basically Western Summit. I'm assuming that's where their tailgate is exactly. So, um, But apparently they are doing, okay, let me pull up the exact uh, thing. So they're doing an event July 10th uh, for, it looks like a dog rescue, event, animal rescue event. Uh, we might reach out to have them on to talk more about it, uh, but check them out. Uh, Western Summit. So it's W3rd and Summit. Uh, check them out. Uh, they're trying to sell at this event. I'm trying to be there because of my weekend job. I cannot guarantee I'm going to be there. And I know Jack and I've already discussed it that um jack will definitely not be able to make it because i think you told me something about work so you can't make it yeah um so i'm gonna try to be there i know they offered us an opportunity to do our show um if i can make it and do a show we might i may try to get a a fill-in for jack i have no idea what's going on in terms of our status okay i just want to say that for the record but we fully support any event that is uniting Browns fans for a good cause, especially for animal rescue. So please check them out. W third and summit on Twitter. 
they are it's it seems like a great event so guys check it out i want to make sure that first and foremost on this show and i'm just going to say if they're listening the invites out to come on the show closer to the event to promote it uh because again they're the top dog tailgate so i mean at the very least we owe them that much so definitely at least come on the show and talk about it um but before we get into everything how was your week jack it was good you know work you know just grinding away through work um outside of work just kind of you know relaxing obviously this is one of my favorite sports weekends of the year especially on twitter yeah i mean uh, we got indy 500 today making left turn yeah and we got the coke 600 i'm watching the lakers and suns right all the left turns today (laughs) don't go to the right i tell you yeah someone went to the right today it wasn't very oh no that you aren't supposed to turn right For those that don't know, I'm a big auto racing fan, so that's I, Alex I, I like casu- to bust my I, chops for it. Well, I casually watch, but you got to blame Jeff Dunham. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, he, he, when it, so, if you guys don't know the routine, Jeff Dunham had this. Okay, it, it seems very racist now. Yeah. <laughs> he had he had this pimp called Sweet Daddy D, and. <laughs> It is what you think it is. And he was talking about uh, Bubba J, which is basically a hillbilly. You know, mm-hmm. dr- he loves watching NASCAR and drinking beer. That's what he is. So Sweet AD goes like, yeah, I don't understand NASCAR. And he and he makes the thing. Oh, they're making a left turn. They're making our left turn. We'll be back in 10 minutes. You won't miss a bleeping thing. It's like it hits home because in a way he's right. <laughs> In a way, he's right. He is. He is. And then Bubba J, they they bring Bubba J. I was like, it's a great sport to get drunk and know what's going. It was like something like that. And I'm like, oh my god, he just killed NASCAR in one joke. So I do it because it hits all the right notes. It is a great delivery from his, you know, one dummy to the other dummy, and how it all comes full circle. I mean, I'm a huge Jeff Dunham fan, so. Oh, for sure. I love him too. He's funny. Uh, It's hilarious. So that's why I do it. It's not that I hate it. Trust me to sit in those cars in the weather that they're in, in the seasons that they're in for as long as they're in those cars, you have to be built different. Well, I mean, and even last week they were racing in a rainstorm. They couldn't see within 10 feet in front of them. And there was a nasty wreck. And it's like, I don't, I have no respect for those guys. It's like, you are built different. You are built. Yeah. Different. Oh, you are so built different. It's and like, to go at those speeds, no less. I mean, anyways, to have yeah. those reflexes. I look. I'm not saying they're not athletes. They are. Right. They are. But that doesn't mean we can't bust chops for exactly. fun. No, as is. long as we respect the work that goes into it. It ain't easy. Without a doubt. Trust me. I can imagine it ain't easy. So, anyways, in terms of my week. <laughs> there we go. So, big reveal, I didn't get the job. Um, Not for the fact that I wasn't qualified. Not for the fact that I really didn't try. I only had six pages of notes for my four straight interviews in two hours. Um, It wasn't like I was led on by the organization that I was applying with, with an email that says, stay tuned for the next steps. Keywords, for the next steps, 
anyone listening, you're like, oh, wow, you actually got the job. I was led on to believe I had the job. Now, I will not tell you what the job is, okay? Because that doesn't matter. What I will tell you is the organization it was for, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I will not reveal what I do now. I will not reveal where I work now. All I can tell you was I had my entire workplace endorse me to the point where they thought I was gone. They thought I was leaving. Contingency plans were made for my replacement. That's how far this got because of an email that said, stay tuned for the next steps. They saw it and I, and I actually do some hiring. So in my experience in doing hiring in the past, you don't say that ever. It opens the door for lawsuits. Now, am I going to sue the Cavs? No, it's not worth my time. There's no financial gain in it for me. And I don't really know why it was turned down. I asked why. Heck, I even brought it to their attention. This happened. So they sent an email saying we're choosing other candidates that better fit what we're looking for. Fine. He gave me the generic HR original email. I emailed him back and said, from an HR standpoint, I know this is a no-no. I want you to be aware that this has happened and I'm willing to provide you the email. Plus, who can I reach out to to figure out where I need to improve on? Thank you again for the amazing opportunity and I wish you all the best of luck this year. There was no anger in this email. I understand you can go a different direction. I know there will be people who listen go like, Alex, you've, you have chastised the Cavs. They shouldn't have hired you. Here's where you're wrong on that. Jack, did you notice around early April, I shut up about the Cavs? You did. I wonder why I shut up. Because since I know people who work in the sports industry, they have told me, you shut up. I shut up. So when they went through at a certain point, they would realize, oh, wait, he must have... Wait, from the time he applied to now, he shut up. He can follow the rules. His opinion's his opinion, but he keeps it to himself. That's respectable. So before you say, oh, but you're a hater, I shut up. I buried all my feelings aside and texted only Jack what I was really thinking in those times. Jack knows I took everything on those few weeks out at him because he knows that I, I, I can do that with Jack. Yes. So, and we have the same wavelength with the calves. So for me, I'm like, that's not a reason. I mean, people will say that could be a reason and it very well could have been, but that's a bullshit reason because I proved I could shut up. I won't go into my resume, but I will say, I had people who do the same job fully endorse me for this job. Fully endorse. And we're ready to call. Here's something I learned. They never even called my references. 
I was never even a candidate. You wasted two hours of my life for what? And to lead me on for what? This goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, why I declare I'm no longer a Cavs fan. This fucking organization is a joke. And yet you as dumbass Cavs fans defend it. Why? Oh, because they try. You want to, you can take that at least you tried cake and shove it straight up your candy ass. What's the record again? It's like 22 and 50. Yeah. What's 27% winning percentage. Yep. The Browns have a better winning percentage the last decade than the Cavs have had without LeBron James. Hello. Yeah. You still defend this team. You still defend them. Yet their whole organization from top to bottom is a dumpster fire. It's not even basketball ops. It's all yes men everywhere. And by the way, I had at least three people when I apply say, you may not want to work there. Yikes. Yikes. And then I later learned for as much money as Mr. Gilbert spends on that team, I learned what their office space looked like. Do you want to know what my desk would have been? You small want to know? Little, small little cubicle. That Isn't I that? share with someone else. Oh, my God. You put all this money on your team, but <laughs> what a hypocrite, Dan Gilbert, oh. you are. Oh, boy. I hope your son's listening. Oh, boy. You better do a better job than daddy because daddy did a shitty job. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Like, look, am I mad that I didn't get the job? No, not really. Am I mad about how it was handled and how I felt completely disrespected as a candidate who was let on? Yes, completely. For all the blood, sweat, and tears I do at my other job for this, actually two jobs, by the way, two jobs, both of which have similar responsibilities that would have done me very good in this position to not take that into consideration to not consider my background to not consider everything that i brought up and all my preparedness to waste my time and not even call my references when you led me on you can go fuck yourself i don't ever want to work for you i cannot wait to hear how much of a dumpster fire the all-star game is in cleveland because it's not going to be properly prepared and I'm just going to sit back and laugh at all of you. You all worship a guy who didn't even win you the championship. He just signed the fucking checks. LeBron won you it. LeBron won you the championship. And Kyrie. Because, and Kyrie. Kyrie is due. What I mean is, basically, LeBron told Dan when he showed up at his front door crying for him to come back to Cleveland, LeBron said... I make the decisions. You don't. I will win you a championship if you let me do everything. And if he didn't agree, he was going to stay in Miami. Gilbert said yes. LeBron left, won his championship, and Gilbert couldn't handle it for more than four years and wanted his team back. God, he couldn't handle it for three. That's why he let Griff go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is the problem, you guys. You aren't even seeing the bigger picture. And I, this is not a Cavs podcast, not even the slightest. Oh, no. I'm just going to say this. 
with you guys seeing at five, and it's funny. Do you want to know what the funniest part about all this is, Jack? They rejected me when they lost the coin flip. Karma. I'm telling you guys, bad karma is hanging over the Cavs. You all asked for it. You want to defend Colin Sexton scoring 24 points a night? What else does he fucking do? He can't play defense, can't pass the ball. Okay, let's let's give him a max contract because you're idiots. Build it around Garland. Garland actually shut me up from my criticism. If you want to hear a positive Cavs take, Darius Garland, you are the future point guard of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I'm so proud of you. Bravo, sir. Bravo. You took the next step, and I'm really damn proud of you. You're you're living up to the potential. Now do it again. Be better. Be the leader. There's my message. There's my positive take for it. Oh, Isaac Okoro was not bad either, either. No, for not. number five pick in that kind of a draft class, not bad at all. I'll take it. Good defender was getting more confident as a shooter. Jared Allen, great pickup. Here's some positive Cavs takes for you. They have three good players, just a roster that does not mesh well together and that let, you need to retool. And let's say Sexton is a good player. He's not a max level player, and he's not a player you're building around. And I'm just going to say Colin Sexton is the most overrated player in basketball because Cavs fans want him to be that guy, but he is not, and they can't accept it. But the problem is the owner wants him to be that guy and has since they drafted him. And I'm glad the report came out that they might consider moving him because. Well, let's actually just real quick, because I know we're going on a Cavs tangent. That was taken completely out of context. Terry Pluto talked to two NBA guys that he trusts ah. very much, and they both said that the Cavs should look to trade him. Wait, are you telling me the NBA? Back. Are you telling me the NBA thinks it's a smart idea to move Colin Sexton? Well, no, they think it's a smart idea to not give him the max, which they think <gasps> his representation wait a will go do. That's the wait. Other teams who are smart are saying that. Oh, go figure. Smart teams are making smart suggestions, but the Cavs won't listen. They'll pay him the max and you'll be in cap hell. And when you won't be able to get a backup point guard, like Chris Fedor is 100% correct about, and you suck again next year, you aren't allowed to complain that they're losing one right now that I would love to see in one and gold. Just saying. Okay. My point is, is that the entire organization is a dumpster fire. And you still support it. And and to put it, lump it with Brown's talk. I don't understand how Cleveland, as a fan base, can criticize 1-31 and 31 as much as they did. Now, granted, did we celebrate 0-16? Yes, because it was a troll job. And we all knew it was a troll job. We stand behind the Cavs because why? Because Why? they want because they want a championship. That's ultimately what it is. That that's stupid. Then it the title then the title means nothing to you because excellence and winning means nothing to you. So you're complacent with that title, which means the world championship meant nothing to you. And I'm gonna say it's on air. I wish the Warriors had won. I wish the Warriors had won four times in a row because you don't freaking deserve it. The ones like me who want more. We deserved it. The rest of you, you didn't fucking deserve it. Please give away all your championship gear because you don't deserve it. Just think of where, but think I, of where we were, uh, let's just say four years ago this time, Alex. 
and how the roles have reversed so much. The Browns were the dumpster fire of the NFL. The Cavs were on top of the NBA world. Now look, four years later, the Cavs are the dumpster fire of the NBA and the Browns are almost towards the top of the NBA. Because Jimmy Haslam learned to get the fuck out of the way and let the smart people do their jobs. For all we know, Kobe Altman's a genius. For all we know, he's Andrew Berry 2.0. For all we know. He reminds me more of Sashi Brown. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. And and granted, Sashi did some good things. Can we bring Sashi to the Cavs as the GM? I would not be opposed to it. Sashi, our savior. Oh my Come God. Home. Come home, Sashi. I love oh, the you. media would love that because they just love Sashi here. Oh, so. my children. I found our savior. Yes, I have. And his name is Sasha Brown. Yes. But the oh, only difference between, I'm not going to preacher mode. No, the only difference between Sashi and Kobe is that Kobe's actually found some talent. Sashi, well, he did draft Najoku, Peppers, Garrett, and a couple other guys. Like, he did draft Corey Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> anyways anyways um to kind of lump it back while we talk browns i'm just gonna say this you can't sit here and say you were mad about the browns being terrible for so long and the incompetence of the front office and yet stand idly by by the cavaliers having a worse record without lebron win percentage-wise than the Browns have the last decade, which includes that one in 31 stretch. That is freaking pathetic. I would be, I would, and that's why I'm no longer a fan. It's that, those results in the way I feel I was treated. I don't care if they're mad at me for saying that and never hire me. I don't want to work for them. My my job, it, it told me point blank, you're lucky you dodged a bullet. If that's the way they're going to treat you, you dodged a bullet. And it sucks because it would have been an amazing opportunity. It would have been an amazing opportunity. And to feel I had it for a week. I mean, I was selling Jack a week ago. I think it's done. I think I got it. You I know, you, I think you told Andy on here last week that you thought, yeah, you I it. thought it was done. I yeah. thought like, Oh, we're, we're getting ready for an offer. Okay. And you know, I'm going to get ready to leave my current job and you know, it is what it is. And Hey, awesome. I get things. Don't work out the way you plan. I get that things happen. I get that maybe a more qualified candidate present itself. Who knows? But that email leading me on is what's that's, what's bugging me. And the fact that they did not acknowledge it when presented to them shows me they do not care. They do not care about hiring the best candidate. They do not care about doing the right thing as an organization, whether it be basketball related or business related. I'm just going to say this to the Cavs. You made a fucking mistake. And when I get my promotion, wherever it is, or wherever I get the job that I want, guess what? You're going to realize how badly you fucked up again again just another cavaliers mistake another loss for your cleveland cavaliers they probably promoted someone within who was on oh probably oh probably it's the and dan you, gilbert way oh probably and you want to know what 
if they had just said, you know what, we found some, and I know they really can't say it from an HR standpoint. Yeah. But that if that's the case, fine. I don't mind that at all because I get it from a business major background. You do that. If they've earned their stripes, do it. Fair enough. I'm not here to criticize, but to not call my references, to lead me on like that, to basically disrespect me like that, I don't take that lightly. I really don't. And it's just completely disrespectful. And I hope someone there hears this because all I'm going to say is I'm mad so you don't have to do it again. Because there may be someone who may not be as kind-hearted as me to not turn around and call a lawyer and say, they led me on, do something, because I could do that and I'm not going to, because it's not worth my energy. It's a place I don't want to work. So why am I going to get mad at them? It's not worth it. Negative energy, get out of my life. Cavs, get out of my life. I'm no longer a Cavs fan. I'm looking for a new NBA team. If anyone has any suggestions, please let me know. Right now, I'm leaning Golden State Warriors, but I'm open to ideas. Uh, uh, don't uh, go there. Don't go uh, there. I, I'm thinking about it. Do what I did. Cheer for LeBron. <laughs> no, no, oh. I'm not rooting for the Lakers. Not rooting oh, for okay. Lakers. Uh, I, I want to root for Giannis, but. God, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. Again, we don't want to make this a basketball pod. Again, we're we're literally approaching June and there's nothing to fucking talk about. So again, this is why we said, do do you want weekly shows, bi-weekly shows? I don't know. Um, Anyways, uh, that's what happened. That was the job. I know everybody's going to be like, really, dude, that's effed up. If you think that way, great. If you say, Alex, you kind of deserved it for the way you talked about the Cavs, I won't blame you for saying that. I won't blame you for saying that. But I will say it one more time. I didn't say a fucking word about that team for almost two months because I was applying for this. That shows I was willing to put my differences aside professionally and do the right thing. So before you go saying I deserved it, understand I was willing to put it all aside, all my negativity, all that aside, and just bury it for the sake of an amazing opportunity. And be disrespected. You don't deserve my money. You don't deserve my fandom. You don't deserve anything. And I feel bad because I'm just going to name drop. Ahmad Crump is a friend of mine. Ahmad and I saw each other before the pandemic last year. And he begged me to come to a game. And I said, Ahmad, man of my word, I'm going to keep it. Ahmad, I'm going to tell you right now, buddy, never come to a game again. And it has nothing to do with you. Just has everything to do with, I don't agree with the direction of the organization. And from what the stories I'm being told and other things that have happened now with me, I cannot support this organization at all. At all. I'm done with them. I, I mean, honestly, I would hope they would move one day. I, I just, that's how much I care. They can move away. I don't care. So that's what happened last week. Sorry, I had to vent. I had to get out, guys. Anyways, uh, the big thing this week uh, is we talked about last week. We are unveiling our 75th anniversary team for your Cleveland Browns. So every week we're going to break down positions. 
Jack and I have agreed we're not going to have a dueling team. That kind of seems stupid. It's just going to be Jack and I debating position by position guys we think should make our 75th anniversary team. And we may have people along the way who join us and talk about the rosters and help us out. Um, I know we have made a uh, pitch to uh, our good buddy now, Lane, uh, to come on the show now. Uh, details are going to be hopefully figured out here soon. I may have messaged him this weekend to say, hey, here's kind of the plan. Would you like to come on? Because um, I know we're in dead season. I'm trying to get it closer to training camp. So, uh, but yeah, we may try to get some other guests on here soon uh, to join us and break this down. But Jack, I let you decide what position are we starting with? Might as well start with quarterback. Oh boy, we really want to do this already. Uh, yes, get it out of the way. Oh boy. Get it out so, of the way. Uh, we agreed uh, we're only going to pick two Browns quarterbacks. Our, is is that was that our agreement? Yes. Okay. So let's go down the list. Oh, well, we might as well just say right off the bat, Otto Graham is. Otto Graham is our starting quarterback. That's done. Unanimous. That, 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 unanimous. Yeah. unanimous. Anybody wants to argue that, like, go. It, go it, away. Yeah. Uh, debate. Yeah. Uh, you're kicked out of the school Browns fandom. Yeah. You're not even a true Browns fan. Yeah. You're not, you're not part of the top dogs anymore. Get out. Yeah. You're, you're out. Uh, yeah. Anyways. So do we put Trent Dilfer? In? <laughs> what, ab- what about Johnny Manziel? Jeff oh, Spurgeon, Spurgeon win. Ooh, Spurgeon. Ooh. Spurgeon. Daddy Lou. I almost would now want to do an infamous Brown 75th team when this is all done. We'll do that when it's over. Yes. The, oh God. We have our 75th anniversary team and our infamous 75th anniversary team. Spurgeon win is the quarterback. He is the quarterback with Johnny Manziel. That's not a debate anymore. That's done. <laughs> Spurgeon wins starting with Johnny Manziel backing him up. Actually, you want to know what? It has to be the our way around. It has to be the our way around. Johnny has to start. He's the most infamous of them all. <laughs> I know Bruce, Bruce Gradkowski might say, hold my beer, guys. <laughs> what, what about Charlie Whitehurst? Yeah, clipboard Jesus. Connor Shaw? Connor Shaw, anyone? Well, hey, 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 hey. No, you don't disrespect Connor. <laughs> okay, I, I'm just asking. That's my, uh, that's my guy right there. Let's see who else is. Uh, oh, we had Len Dawson for a minute. Oh, go go figure. We did. Uh, d- does Terrell Pryor count? No, he was a wide receiver when he was here. Okay. Uh, all right. Then let's go on. So we have Otto Graham. So I think it's safe to say that um, we're looking at the following people for that second spot. And I have. Uh, Brown's pro football reference up. So Brian Sipe would be one. Obviously the Brown's career passing yards holder. Bernie Kosar, obviously. And I know a lot of people are going to say, Bernie, Bernie, do it. Frank uh, Ryan. Frank Ryan's there too. I mean, he, he won the last championship guys. Yes. You gotta, I think you got to throw Baker. I think it's those four right there. And Baker, you could, you could yeah. say Tim Couch, maybe. No, I wouldn't um, say Couch only because, I mean, man. 
you could throw Milt Plum and Bill Neeson in there because they had some great numbers, especially uh, Milt Plum. I yeah, mean, Milt Plum, I'm putting the consideration, but I yeah. think that's about he's it. More, he's more of a product of having uh, Jim Brown as his Very running true. back. So, Very true. I mean, do we want to say Brian Hoyer is in consideration? No. No, because if you're putting him in consideration, then Derek Anderson should be in consideration too. So I think we should. No, really, no, Anthony really Lima. Psych- Anthony Lima would just say Brian Hoyer and end it there. Hey, I, I was Team Hoyer all the way. I had the Brian Cleveland shirt instead of the Johnny Cleveland shirt. So, but all no, right. I really think if we're doing this, Alex, we got to, and we're being serious about it. It's Sype, Ryan, Kozar, and Mayfield. Okay, Those first, are the four. first things first. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get out of the way. Bernie is not in this i'm removing bernie and you're gonna go ahead and remove bernie right away yeah i alex i think we legitimately need to have him in the discussion and hey let's no let's talk about it alex when he was here he went we went to three afc title games in four seasons he went to the pro bowl was it because of bernie he had some good years Okay, go good years, look. but let's be honest. The defense got us there. I I don't disagree, but let's look at this. 86, 17 touchdowns, 10 picks, 12 and four record. Going to go ahead and say that 87 was his best year. He went to the Pro Bowl. He only played in 12 games, which I think this was a strike sorting year. Maybe. 62% completion percentage, 22 touchdowns, nine picks. We went to the AFC title game. I mean, and then in 20 or 89, I mean, no, this is the one thing, Alex. Bernie gets thrown in. People say Bernie was a good quarterback. He was, but he was also in a time where he did have a great supporting cast. He had Biner and Mac. He had a great defense. He had good receivers. I mean. I, here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Bernie is so overrated by fans. That- he is. But he is a good quarterback. He was good. He's he was a good a game great, manager. Yeah, he wasn't great. He wasn't elite, but he was good. By the way, I just want to say this for the record. We're going to do an alternate Browns history at some point this year, and I told Jack about it. We're going to do what if the Browns had kept their 1983 first-round pick and taken Dan Marino. Holy crap, things change. Or Jim Kelly. Because I think Jim Kelly was taken with the pick that was traded from Cleveland to Buffalo in 83. So... I think that we were the pick after because if you go to the Elway to Marino doc, they said they picked uh, the tight end first because they knew Kelly or Marino would be there. So they just took the other position and got one or the other later. So I think they would have picked Kelly, gotcha. but, but I, I, I want to spoil a little bit of this. Joe Montana never goes to Kansas city and Steve Young's traded to where I don't know. Hmm. That's one thing that changes. That's a domino that forever changes. Um, so look, looking at this, you could argue. I mean, I feel like if you're really asking me to pick an '80s quarterback, I'm picking Brian Sype, even though he has m- way more interceptions than Bernie. He has a less completion percentage. He did win the MVP in 1980. He did. He did lead a prolific offense and was the leader of the cardiac kids. And again, I think Brian Sype does not get the love he deserves 
because of Red Ride 88. Yes. And that's not even his fault. <clears throat> that's not even his fault. They should have kicked that's the field on, goal. Um, that they that's on Ritigliano. That's on Ritigliano. He should have kicked the field goal. And I, and I have a lot of people believe to this day, had they have just beaten the Raiders, they would have won the Super Bowl. And if they had gone up against that Eagles team, they would have, and this wouldn't even be a discussion. It would be Sipe and Otto. Brian Sipe was a prolific passer, and he was one of those new era passers, you know, that were taking over in the 80s. And it's a shame he went to the USFL and things just didn't work out here, whether it be just Ritigliano and the team fell apart after that season, which it looks like it did. I didn't live through it. So somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I would have loved to have seen what a Brian Seib could have done with the weapons Bernie had. I would have died to see Brian Seib in his prime with those weapons, what he would have done. I mean, God, I think he would have dominated the league. I mean, you saw what he did. I mean, geez. Um, when it comes to Frank Ryan, he's the guy that last won you a championship. And he was a key part of that. He was crucial in that 27 to nothing victory. He threw three touchdowns. That guy is really good. And again, is a lost figure in Brown's history because of Bernie. Yep. Because led the league in, home, led the, go ahead. led the league in touchdowns twice. I mean, what Browns quarterback has led the league in touchdowns? I and, can't think of any. And he got us to the threshold of the inaugural Super Bowl. Yes, yep. did it fall apart? Sure it did. Again, it ain't his fault. They traded Paul Warfield. And forced Jim Brown into early retirement. Exactly. Or no, 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 no. no, no. They, they did. No, was... Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Okay, Mark yeah, Odell they did. did that. But they did have Leroy Kelly, who obviously. Could was... you have imagined F Frank Ryan with Leroy Kelly and Jim Brown? We may not be talking about this. Right. Yep. It may not be a debate anymore that Frank Ryan's the guy. I I eliminate Bernie simply on Frank Ryan alone. That, that's fair. That's why I said Bernie's out. Game manager, he had the weapons. He had everything a quarterback could ask for, much like our fourth candidate. Baker Mayfield. Yes. Now, here's the reason I'm leaning towards Baker as the other. Has nothing to do with me being the advocate for him. Since day one, when he arrived, everything changed. He had nothing, absolutely nothing to work with other than a rookie Nick Chubb and Jarvis, Jarvis Landry yep. and David and Joku coming off of a subpar year. And it was, yeah, subpar rookie year. Yep. So Baker isn't even the starter comes in that first game against the jets. And everyone knew the minute he took the field and took us down and got that first touchdown, everything was different. Now he has not let go of that job. He has been the man and has lived up to his hype and is well on his way. All things considered in the next couple of years will be the Browns all-time passing leader. I mean, it won't even be that long. It'll be a couple seasons. If we look at his stats, he has 
75 touchdowns to 43 interceptions in his career so far. Similar to Bernie. Very similar to Bernie's ratio. Again, another reason I'm eliminating Bernie now. Baker's a more prolific passer. He has led the team himself. Because let's be honest, guys. Bernie had the defense to make up for not being the strongest arm passer, for being the slowest QB in the history of history, as everyone says, and just being a weak-armed, accurate passer. He had the defense to do it and the running game to back him up. Baker has had to do it with his arm. Would Bernie have done what he had done against the Bengals? Most likely. Probably not. Would he have done what he did against Tennessee in that first half? No, there's no way in hell. Would Bernie had done what Baker did to the Steelers, even though the defense played a huge role in it, Baker finished it. I'm just saying it for me right now is between Frank Ryan and Baker Mayfield. And it's not even close because I think Baker's going to end up being the best quarterback outside of Otto Graham in Brown's history when this is all said and done. Yeah. Cause no one could really touch Otto. Like that dude. No one's touching Otto because seven championships, Paul Brown, blah, 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 blah. Otto Graham's, I still say he's one of the greatest quarterbacks who ever lived simply because of how revolutionary he was and how ahead of his time and how he was able to run that offense, which was new in such an efficient way that set the stage for the modern day offense. So Otto's number one. But for Baker, I feel like it comes down to him and Ryan. And the question then becomes, do we look at the team's record? Do we look at them being a championship winner? Uh, I mean, again, I'm just looking at these stats. Baker already has seven game-winning drives. Frank Ryan had seven his whole career. Bernie had 16 his whole career. Baker's been in the league three years. Baker's been in the league three years, and he's and he's already matched Frank Ryan's numbers. He's been clutch. He changed the culture, and he has the numbers to back it. I'm not even being biased when I say Baker is number two. Baker is that to me. You can make a case for Frank Ryan. I really do think you can. Right now, because even last year, let's be honest. Again, if we look at the whole picture of last year. You lose OBJ and you have Jarvis Landry, Rashad Higgins, Kaderil Hodge, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yes, you have the best tight end core, arguably, in football, helping you the, and the best, the best running, running back tandem we've ever yeah. had. But the wide receivers, if it was Bernie or anyone else, I don't know if they could have done it and a great offensive line don't that don't, too but yeah. even even with even with all that could you can you look at me in the eye and tell me bernie could do what baker did with those receivers i mean i can't say that personally because we i didn't get to watch bernie you didn't True. either i mean so, i mean you'll have can we can we at least think yeah. that because of what bernie was 
that Bernie could have done some of the same things Baker did in today's NFL. No, I would just no. say to in today because he's not mobile enough. Like yes. at least Baker has somewhat of a mobility. Ba- Bernie Kosar, God bless him, had no mobility. I mean, there, there's literally a video of him, of people saying he's the slowest mf ever. Boomer Esiason. <laughs> wasn't even just him. It was like a whole video. I found oh, yeah. it on YouTube. Well, like, well, his, everybody's I know which like, video you're talking about, too. Yeah, it's so hilarious. His it's stance like, was awful. It was like, it, I just don't know how. I mean, it's amazing. And again, I can't wait to do that redo because it changes so much. <laughs> Oh my God. Bernie isn't even on the blip of the radar for quarterbacks in the eighties. Cause he ends up going to Minnesota. Yep. I, I can tell you the c- career arc. He goes to Minnesota. He has some weapons there, but they don't fit what he does. He's not a deep ball thrower. So hey, guess what? Herschel, I mean, if they still make the Herschel Walker trade, it would be, well, that's, that's five years down the road. Jeff. Oh yeah. But he doesn't have the Ryan game for years. Minnesota's incredibly cheap during this time, remember. So he doesn't even have half the weapons. I can guarantee you Bernie Kosar in Minnesota would have been a bust. Probably. It would he would have been a complete flop. And but he would have been like the smartest guy in the room. You want to what his career arc would have been like a uh, teammate uh Gary Danielson. Okay. He would have been, he would have, he really was a bona fide like upgrade version of Gary Danielson, the smartest guy in the room, no, can draw plays in the dirt, all that stuff. I mean, give Bernie credit. He he came up with the fake spike idea for Dan Marino. He did. That was him. Do I think years down the road, uh, Bernie Kosar is the backup for Dan Marino in Cleveland? Yes. Because, again, I think the Browns are a contender with marino and those oh my god i don't even want to think oh oh, oh those guys would score so many touchdowns it wouldn't even be fair i'm just gonna say this the browns would have been the kansas city chiefs of the 80s (laughs) they would have been it wouldn't have been oh my god annual san francisco 49ers Browns, super bowls John Elway never gets out of the AFC championship. He becomes like the Michael Jordan of the eighties. He's so good, but is he ever going to get over the hump? He's going to be that dude, his whole career, but it's not the super bowl. It's will he ever get to the super bowl? It's one of those things. He's like the first Peyton Manning. Will he ever get to the super bowl? Will Denver ever get him there? Because Marino is better. I mean, geez. I wish it was that way so we could just say it's Marino and Graham call today. Of course it's not. It's the fucking Browns because god damn it. Um so yeah, uh between Frank Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Bernie Kozar, Brian Sipe, who are you saying, Jack? Uh I you know I, don't agree with me if you don't no, feel like you have I mean, to honestly, me. when you look at it, I mean you made a strong case for Sipe, but you look at his numbers. They aren't that great. It was a different time. You would have to go Frank Ryan. And then, you know, what Baker's done in three years, plus what we think he's going to be the next, at least maybe five, six years, seven years, at least into his prime, you would have to think, and you also have to think that Stefanski and Barry are going to be here and continue to put talent around him. You think Baker is 
ultimately going to become the second best quarterback in franchise history. We are hoping that. I would lean Ryan just because it's too early to say Baker is going to be that guy. Maybe if we do this again in three or four years and we'll say, yeah, Baker was definitely second quarterback behind Otto Graham. But right now I would go Frank Ryan just because you look at his numbers, you look at the success of the teams during the early sixties, he won the last championship. So that definitely means something. And I mean, his numbers speak for himself. He led the league in passing touchdowns two years in a row, went to three pro bowls, was on the cusp of taking the Browns to the first ever Super Bowl. It's like, I would give him the edge over Baker right now. So I'm Lean Baker, you're Lean Frank Ryan. Shall we settle this in the most Browns quarterback way? Should we do it? Do you in have Rome? Romeo Cornell's phone number? I have a coin I'm going uh, to grab. Here yeah, we go. Sure We're going to decide it. <laughs> We're going to decide this with a coin flip, ladies Ro- and gentlemen. Romeo would I- be so proud. Oh my God. We have a coin right here. As you can see, Jack heads, tails. Okay. Okay. Who's who? Who's heads? Who's tails? Heads is Frank Ryan. Tails is Baker Mayfield. Okay. Here we go. It's heads. Frank Ryan has made the team on a coin flip. Congratulations. Your Browns. 75th anniversary team quarterbacks are Otto Graham and Frank Ryan. Baker Mayfield is the honorable mention practice squad member. Congratulations, Baker. You made the practice squad at least. Now, do you want to do another position group on this week's episode or or do you want to just actually we got some time. Uh, What position are you thinking? Let's just go down the line. Let's do running back running backs. Okay. So now I got to type in Brown's rushing leaders, which God, how many are we doing on this? Because again, I we're f- I forget four? we talked about this. I think four we said. We can do four. Yeah. We can do four. You gotta look if you okay. Question is- question before we start. Should we okay. just make Jim Brown the fullback technically? Because that's what he was. Would that be one mm. and not count it? Because Jim Brown has to make the team in his own way, and it's almost like he's a wild card here. He's taken a spot from someone. That's why I'm kind of advocating let's go fullback for him. Well, here's he my was thing. a fullback. If we're going to do – we're disrespecting Marion Motley in that regard then because he was a fullback. True. And he was one of the pioneers. Okay. Of this. So basically we can easily say because, again this – is, This is what we're going to do, Alex. God, because the Browns have so many good running backs. Marion Motley is our fullback because we cannot disrespect him because okay. he is one of the legends of this sport. And I'm okay. – and I've I got a spreadsheet going as well. Um, and Jim Brown's obviously one of our running backs. So okay. So Mary Modley at fullback at running back, Jim Brown. All right. I think we can honestly say Leroy Kelly's one too, because Hall of Fame running backs here in Cleveland. And uh yeah, you can't leave out Leroy. I'm sorry. You agree with that? Yeah, without a okay. Doubt. So we're going Leroy Kelly at running back with Jim Brown. All right. So I'm going to go down the list here again. Um, oh boy. Look at all these great Jamel white. You want to let's put my <laughs> screw it. No, no. Payton Hillis has to be in it. Cause he was on Madden, right? Yeah. All right. We're going to do it. We're, we're going to do it. No. Uh, do we go Eric Metcalf up the gut? He might make this team in another position, but okay, fair enough. Um, let's see. 
Oh, ooh, the first okay running back we ever had, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. Wait, wait, I got one better. I got one better. The legend himself. Trent ben Richardson. Ben Gay. Oh, I thought you were going to say Trent Richardson. No, Ben Gay, man. Yeah. We got to put him on team, right? Training camp legend. Travis Prentice. Yeah, Miami of Ohio. Ben Tate. Uh, Eric Ratt. Eric Ratt, ladies and gentlemen. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, Let's see. Lorenzo White. Let's put him on here. Okay. I'm going down the whole freaking list right now. Just James Davis. Remember training our preseason legend? Major Everett. Major Everett. Okay. Um, Fozzie Whitaker. He's got to make the team. He screwed us in that New England game. He's Why? Oh, wait a minute. Why didn't we put the legend Lawrence Vickers at fullback? Now we're disrespecting him, man. No, no. Oh. Mary Molly's in a class of his own. I know, but still. Uh, Ricky Powers? Oh, is he related to Austin? Do you remember Glenn Winston? No. Okay, because nobody really other does either. But Grossy was like, this dude is built like a Greek god. He was always talking about him in practice, and then he never. Wait, played. wait, are you saying uh, built like Tarzan plays like Jane? He probably that's probably the case. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, Robbie Rainey, let's go, Bobby Rainey. Yes, I remember him. Who was the Who's the 49ers running back that was in the with the Browns for like a cup of coffee? Terry like Kirby. 20- no, 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 oh. no, no. This was like recent. Who's the 49ers running back right now? He like oh, ran oh, wild in the playoffs. Oh, oh Moser, Moser. Yeah, he yeah. was with the Browns. Yeah, and it just didn't work out. Edim a- Chinobi Echimandu. How about him? Why I don't not? remember him. I remember him. I okay. Remember him. You know, if you played NFL 2K5, you know who he is. Wait a minute. I, I just learned this. Isaiah Crowell is in the top 10 rushing all time. Yeah. See, and that's – we're not going to – he's not a serious candidate, but – Everybody slapped on Isaiah Crowell when he was here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that he uh, mooned the fans during the Jets game or whatever, and it made people mad, but it's like Crowell wasn't as bad as people thought he was. Yeah. Um. Wow. So I here's, mean, I think here's the debate. Greg Pruitt. Hmm. Ernest Biner. Chubb. I guess we could throw Isaiah Crowell in here too. No, I'm not gonna put Crowell in there. Uh Pruitt. I, I feel like Bobby sure. Mitchell has to be considered too. Yes. Although he became more of a Hall of Fame player with Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Um I wouldn't put Mitchell in here. Just looking at I his probably w- I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. Um although he was a great dual threat. He was. He to, yeah. That's why I'm only thinking it, but uh, I think first and foremost, we got to put Biner on here yeah. for sentimental reasons, but also production reasons. I feel like he has to be on here. Yes. Um, I mean, yes. And for those had, that want to say that he only Miami... had 1000, I mean, he did have only 1000 yard rushing season. Yes. But I mean, I'm going to pull up, uh, I'm going to pull up Greg Pruitt's. Number. And for those wondering why we're not mentioning Kevin Mack, Kevin Mack was a fullback. And, you know, you I mean, could throw him in the could. debate with Marion Motley, but Marion Motley and back in the 40s as the fullback was legendary. 40s um, and 50s. You want to know what? I'm and he's looking, a Hall of Famer. So we have I'm to. looking at this. Actually, I think we have to put Mike Pruitt on here. 
Mike Pruitt was a full or Mike full, Mike Pruitt was a fullback. Okay, so, so then that, you want to so you want to what? Case, that, we're going that, to have to debate the fullback position then. Do we just go four running backs and two fullbacks? Sure. I don't know. Um, so, okay, two fullbacks. This is like um, the 2021 Browns. We're not going to be able to have all the good players <laughs> on the roster. Um, so then with running backs, uh, then if we're going to have two fullbacks, then I say uh, Chubb for one because uh, he's just playing at another level. So um, our running backs are set? Brown, no, we Kelly, need, Bonner, no. Chubb. Uh, I'm having a problem with Greg Pruitt, not leaving him out. Not because I've had the pleasure of interviewing Greg Pruitt. As he didn't uh, score enough touchdowns. He didn't, but he was a dual threat. Yes, he was. He had 3,000 yard seasons compared to Biner's one. He did have a lot of fumbles, though. Yeah, but he had three double. You want to know what? I'm gonna go Biner. I'm gonna go Biner. I'm yeah, gonna go. I'm gonna, yeah, Biner has to be the guy. So Ernest Biner, I I think for that AFC Championship game, he has to for sentimental reasons. Yeah. Um. Sand so comes down to fullback. We have Mary Motley, uh, as one. So it's the great debate. It's Mike Pruitt or Kevin Mack. Do we go the return of the Mac or not? I mean, you look at. I don't think it's really a debate. And Kevin, this is the thing with Kevin Mack, like great running back. And when he was on the field, he was damn sure productive. But you got to look, 89. 89 hurts him because he was in prison over drug charges. And that like. And then after the thousand yard season, he kind of tapered off, but also at the same time, you'd have to go back and look like how many carries was he getting compared to Biner those years, which I'm going to look real quick. I'm leaning towards Mike Proop because he was more of a dual threat. That's the way I'm leaning. Um, better numbers all around as big of a positive uh, player. Uh, Kevin Mack was, I just am having a hard time justifying him with 1000 yard season mike prout with multiple but also the uh receiving tolls of mike pruitt and i think we should and and i think we should take awards into consideration he went to two pro bowls i don't think kevin mack went to the pro bowl at all yeah even though everybody wants to say oh the pro bowl don't mean anything back then it kind of did and these guys actually played hard i'm i'm saying mike pruitt on this yeah because i think you take that into serious consideration like if if you're a hall of famer you're probably making this list let's just be honest yeah pretty much i mean this was one of the more the back end it was going to be tough the top was just simple i mean yeah uh, I would I would have loved personally to put Bobby Mitchell on here, but obviously not. His was, receiving was more that, and he was more yeah. productive in Washington than he yeah, was in Cleveland. Yeah, and that's that's a darn shame. Yeah. Um, other guys we left off: Leroy Horde, uh, Jamal Lewis, who I really wanted to throw in that consideration. Yep. But it was only three seasons. Yep. Um, Isaiah Crow only played four seasons, but 3,000 yards, 21 touchdowns. I mean, he's top 10 in rushing yards all time, which is you. We were looking at all these great runners that the Browns have had. I mean, and Crowell's in the top 10. So, I mean, that just sets up. I mean, he's already passed Biner, Ernie Green. I mean, geez, he's going to, he's, 
if he gets 1200 yards, he's going to pass Motley this year. Oh, Chubb. Yeah. No, I was talking about Crowell, but yeah, I mean, Chubb is Chubb. If he stays in Cleveland, which obviously would be the hot debate into going into this whole next calendar year. If he continues to average a thousand yards a year and you're going to get, if he has a career, Alex, and I, when I watch him, sometimes I see Adrian Peterson and you look at Adrian Peterson and how long he's played and is still playing like Nick Chubb could conceivably, if he stays healthy and stays productive, could pass Jim Brown. If he stays at Cleveland Brown this whole time, which, Obviously, with running back, it's possible. Um, I can totally see it. I would love to see it. Um, Like he's averaging five point two yards a carry right now, like Jim Brown did. Like Jim Brown, the only running back that had a better number is Motley. Was was Motley who had five point seven as a fullback? Actually, uh, Bobby Mitchell did as well. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just saying in the top ten. That's crazy. That, it, is, it's insane it really yeah. is i uh, it, it just goes to show you how many great running backs the browns have had over time to go along with the fact that you know nick chubb is playing at just another level right now um so yeah so that's the quarterbacks and running backs fullbacks next week we'll do full uh wide receivers and tight ends um obviously we know who the number one tight end is going to be that's obvious uh, wide receiver, I think, is going to be a fun one. That's where I think we're going to have problems. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to have a ton of problems. Let me just take a peek at that real quick. Oh, yeah, we really should take a peek and just kind of give you guys maybe a tease. Um, Browns receiving leaders. And it's weird because there's guys that aren't listed as a wide receiver, but we know they were wide receivers back in the day. So Yeah. I mean, like just- the top two – Right now, I can already say Lavelli and Speedy are going on already because they're in the Hall of Fame and they're obviously. I mean, like it's. I can already tell you, we're going to hurt modern day Browns fans' feelings. I think Uh, Warfield definitely. Oh God, Warfield's wide receiver one in this group, in my opinion, and I love Lavelli. Um, And by the way, I feel bad. I never said this when we mentioned how Graham. I have an autograph of his somewhere around here, so still there um i need to get it in some case though yeah just looking down the list you know it's gonna be the great you know the great debate you want to know what you want to know what you know what you want to just do wide receiver now since we're already talking about it (laughs) yeah you want to know what screw it we'll find other things to talk about next week yeah (laughs) tight ends and offensive line wide receiver yeah well i think if we do wideouts we might as well do tight ends so well, then let's just do tight end this week. <laughs> okay. You want to what? We'll do it live. Okay. So wide receiver. Uh Lavelli, definite. Along with Max Speedy. He Max, just went in the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, Speedy should go in. Um Gary Collins. Collins, yes, because of the championship and, and war All right. And that's those are the locks. Yes. So how many are we putting on here? Six? Six. Okay, so we got two more. And this is where it gets tricky, folks. Because we got Reggie Rucker, Webster Slaughter, Dave Logan, Brennan, Kevin Johnson. We're going to throw Braylon Edwards. I I really want to make a case for Kevin Johnson. You could make a case for Kevin Johnson. You could make a case for Braylon motherfucking Edwards. 
I'm not going to make a case for Edwards because he had one really good year. That was it. But then, then you can't really make a case for Kevin Johnson because he really didn't have a good year. He never had a thousand yard season. I thought he did. I swore. I don't did. think he did. It yes, might have been close. Did 2001. Okay. 2001. I knew that. My he apologies don't... to KJ. <laughs> don't you dare disrespect KJ like that. God damn it. Okay. So, okay. Let's take Brandon Edwards out of the equation. But we got uh, Ruffin. We got Slaughter, we got Brennan Johnson, and we got Josh Gordon. You can throw Landry in here right now. You could throw I'm not throwing I'm not throwing Landry in here yet. Okay, Langhorn. You're gonna throw Langhorn in there? He didn't have enough touchdowns, but he had the yardage. I would go slaughter. If you're really asking me, slaughter and rucker. Yeah. I mean their numbers back it up. Slaughter and rucker would be the two I go with. Um, I'm just I gonna re- say this, dude. I would make a strong case for Josh Gordon. Oh, for that t- fuck's sake! Because 2012 and 2013, Alex, stay the off the weed. Listen, with the quarterbacks that were throwing him the ball, that dude in Fort was it 12? I don't even know how many games. Okay, in which one you leaving off? Because I'm actually I know on this. Which I one, Rucker or Slaughter? I don't know. Um, Let's look at them. I'm looking at them right now. Rucker never had a thousand yard season. I'm sure Slaughter did. Slaughter may not have because. No, 89, 89. 89, he did it. (sighs) And see, I go to accolades too. I mean, he did go to the Pro Bowl here. Slaughter did. So that's what I don't know what. I don't know. No, you go slaughter. I'll leave Reggie off. And I'm looking at Josh Gordon, man. Dude, I just like, and I and I'm not just saying this to say it, but like, dude, Josh, that you even got to admit, Alex, you don't just get back to back 200 yard games with Whedon and Campbell throwing you the ball without some oh, talent. Josh Gordon oh, had the same talent. He just had a stupid ass brain. Oh, I know. Um, let's see. <sighs> Yeah, Slaughter and Gordon. Lock it. All right. God damn it. Stay off the weed, Alex. Damn it. All right, tight end. We are not putting we are not putting Kellen Winslow on here, period. End of story. Okay, okay. I know people frown upon him for what he's done after football, but no, I'm I'm sorry for what he did. I'm sorry. He does not deserve any recognition. Hey, listen, I understand. I understand. It's disgusting. It is. I'm not disagreeing with that. Um, and we're not. I mean, honestly, if we're just looking at the numbers, it's Newsome, obviously. And then Milt Morin. Yeah, but let's hold on. Let's dive in a little further. Yeah, let's dive. Because he did have the yards, but the touchdowns are. So here's Gary Barnage. (laughs) So actually. I wish this was easier with pro football. You could make a case for Gary Barnage. You really could. You could. That 2015 alone is just special. That that was a special year for him. It was his only year. (laughs) No, he had a solid second. I mean, if you're making a case for him, then you gotta you gotta look at Jordan Cameron. I look at Ben Watson. Where's Steve Hyden play into this? Or Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Shea, baby. MF Jones. Oh, whoops. Was I not supposed to reveal that? 
People oh, knew. People knew who that guy was. Um, if we're not gonna put Milton Morin on here, um, I would say probably Barnage and Njoku. Yeah. That's the way I'm leaning. And we're gonna get flack for it, but. I think Barnage would just had a special year in a year where he should not have done that. I will say Milt Moreland, Milt Morin went to two Pro Bowls. Okay, so I said if we weren't putting Morin in there, are we putting Barnage did go to the Pro I mean, he had some good years back in the 60s, in the early 70s. I say we put Morin in there because the numbers back it. Yeah, we got to be respectful to the the Browns that came before we were born so. and i think because we're not putting kellen winslow in here for god's sake i'm going to advocate gary barnage is in our 75th anniversary team but it was only one season though alex two look seasons again. look again i swear that one, i only remember the one season i know he was here for he had 600 he, receiving yards okay. the second year calm down calm down i'm looking now 2016 okay yeah you could make a case then Yes, you can. Because you can. But I would put Morin in because. Well, we're picking what? three tight ends. Oh, we are picking. Okay, then Barney. Yeah, that's what I'm end. saying. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that part. I have Gary selected here. Okay. <laughs> Who so, would have known Gary Barnage would make the all-time Browns team? <laughs> Woohoo, Gary Barnage, baby! Big play, Gary. Yeah, I know a lot of people are going. Like, Why isn't Njoku on here? I'm because Njoku hasn't really broke out yet. He's had good. 2018 was good. 2019 was he was hurt a lot, and then there was stuff with Freddie. And then last year he bounced back somewhat. I mean, it's hard being in this offense to have. Maybe he'll make it eventually, but not this year. Yes. So, so far, here's what we got. Because we'll do O line next week. Because God knows oh, that's going to take time. That is going to take a lot. That is going to oh. That is the debates on that one are going to be good. They might not be healthy. But I'm just going to say the number one debate, and we'll ask it on Twitter. Do we categorize Lou Groza as a tackle or a kicker? Because then I'm just going to say this. If it's a tackle, then we know who our kicker is. We know yes. who the kicker is. If he's classified as a kicker, then we have a debate on kicker i still think lou wins but you know yes. we have a debate so we're gonna leave it to you guys next week uh who do we classify lou where do we classify lou Groza as tackle or kicker we're gonna let you decide that next week um so yeah uh that that will do it for us this week again the team so far Otto graham frank ryan as your quarterbacks Jim Brown, Leroy Kelly, Nick Chubb, and Ernest Biner as running backs with Marion Modley and Mike Pruitt as your fullbacks. At wide receiver, we have Dante Lavelli, Max Speedy, Gary Collins, Paul Warfield, Webster Slaughter, and Josh Gordon. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, and at tight end, uh, Ozzie Newsome, Milt Morin, and Gary 
Barnage as your three tight ends. Yes, Gary Barnage actually made this team. We need to get Gary on now just for that. I might need to add him and say congratulations for making the team. He's going to be I like, might, what? He's going to be like, what the heck? I made the 75th anniversary team. Yeah, let's celebrate with a movie party. And I am in for that. I am totally in for that. Without a doubt. Or we could do a wrestling party. I don't give a shit. Yes. You know? Yeah. We'll watch AEW. Yeah. Anyways, um, so that'll do it for this week's episode of the Top Dogs. Uh, Jack, tell everyone how they can find you on Twitter. At Jack McCurry 08. And also go check out our friend of the show, Caitlin Marshall's podcast, Crunch Time with Caitlin. I was on there this week as a guest, and it was a lot of there fun. Go. So go check it out. Yeah, you, you had a lot more to say about the Cavs than I did. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, I have a podcast if you want to go vent more about the Cavs. And North keep Coast? that in mind. Yes. I'm in. I'm okay. in. Whenever. Yes. Uh, make it work. Yes, make it work. Make it happen because I have a lot to say in that front office. I figured you uh, would. Oh God. Not now that I don't have to shut up. Oh, it's on, baby. It's on. Jack, look at me. It is war. It is. It and, is war. Hey, breaking news. We got a series now with the Lakers and the Suns. Suns up 14 with 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And AD apparently is out. Yes. This is why I don't root for LeBron anymore. I will always root it's for LeBron. It's so much fun. No, I'm, I don't have any angst towards LeBron. It's just more of it's more of a eh, you left me for LA. Like yeah, I get why I get why, but it's like I understand why he would have had no say here and he wouldn't have liked it. So I don't blame yep. him for leaving. It's just like, could you go to somewhere else other than the Lakers who've already won enough? Like if he had gone to the Knicks. If the Knicks had it all right and he would have gone there, I may have rooted for LeBron. Yeah. Because it would have been cool to see the Knicks win another championship. No, they I haven't won it. it in years. So it would have been cool to see LeBron do that. So it, it, the other two places he's been to are Miami, where they've already won it with Dwayne Wade. And he was never going back there. Exactly. And now it's the beloved Lakers. It would have been another thing if he had just gone to – I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. If he had just gone to like middle of nowhere Memphis and led them to a championship, that would have been cool. That's why I'm like, I really don't care, LeBron. Or it would have been, you want to have been really freaking cool if he had done it with the Clippers. That would have been really freaking cool. That also would have never happened. I know it would have never happened, but it would have been really cool. Yeah. The little brother wins the championship. I, I like underdog stories, Jack. I understand. And LeBron had the ultimate underdog victory. And it's like, hey, LeBron, you want to be Michael? Then be the ultimate underdog winner. Take the underdog to the title. Michael just took the bulls and never left. That's true. Anyone would say, wait, LeBron took this team from here to here. And he took them from here to here. You see what I'm saying? Legacy, 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 legacy. But he took the Lakers from down there to back up. So that's kind it's of... the Lakers. They would have gotten up there anyways. It wouldn't have mattered. I disagree. But that is a debate for another podcast. I know, right? Yeah. And then he's going to ruin the Space Jam series. So. Well, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. It's already ruined. No, no, I will not. They've already it. canceled Pepe Le Pew, damn it. Well, 
It may have been it may have been necessary, but I'm just saying they've already canceled Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, listen, that's a debate for another podcast too. I know, I know. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this train wreck of a podcast as much as you guys do. <laughs> You can follow me at the CLE Sports Guy. You can follow the Top Dogs podcast at the Top Dogs on Twitter. Until next week, you crazy sons of bitches, we are out.